welcome to another episode of The Nonsense Review. I am your host, as always, Devon, and joining me today, equally as always, is Rick. Hello, hello, hello. Now, if you're new to the podcast, I should probably let you know uh, how things kind of go, and that is, uh, before we get into the meat of our review, or reaction, as it were, uh, we tend to ask each other about each other's weeks, uh, see what's been going on with each other, as well as sometimes talking about relevant stories that have occurred during the week. Uh, Today, we're probably going to be a bit long in the tooth on that segment, because it has actually been... I don't know, Rick, what is it, like two weeks since we've recorded properly, not counting the bonus content? Yeah, it's, it's, it's two weeks since we've recorded live. We have recorded bonus content for you guys to view, enjoy, and consume in between, but that was kind of done concurrently, as we as we even we even mentioned it at the time. But uh, this has all been because of me. I am the issue. I am the problem. I am the root of all delays. Well, that was, uh, that was a more grandiose uh, shouldering of the burden than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so yeah, the, today we're going to be probably a bit long in the tooth we can only apologize for that but you know there's a lot of things happen in two weeks and that's why we tend to get things off our chest on a weekly basis as opposed to you know uh, not at all uh with that in mind rick how have you been what's been going on let's talk <laughs> so the the personal thing that's been interesting for me is that uh, i went on a clandestine holiday it was as soon as bookings were available to be made we made the gamble that it would be okay to go do the thing so we went to go do the thing we went down to the place devon not the person, uh, and that's the only time I'll make that joke. And we had a very nice time in a very nicely sunny motion, not motion, a very nicely sunny area of country and a very nicely sunny time of the year. In general, it was a nice place and in general, it was a nice holiday. However, because lockdown hasn't been lifted, we were, st- we were still going around as ninjas everywhere with uh, with a mask somewhere in sight and always able to put on just in case we wanted to look like we're robbing the place that we're uh, that we're trying to uh, buy things from you know as everyone has been doing for the past year and a half man how do you feel about the fact that they've decided that the 19th of july is going to be the day and how do you feel about the fact they keep calling it freedom day as if we've been oppressed like some kind of i don't know occupied nation don't know if it's going to go well because the thing is masks have been a very good yardstick of whether someone is responsible or whether they're a prick and if you're going around with your winky out with your nose out of your mask you know as if you're a person who wears their belt beneath their ass or if you've just gone around with them with no mask at all and it's always men doing this by the way i've not used this word in a while there was a chav just walking around the store the other day no mask on and he was coughing every two seconds and every and he had this shitty eating grin on his face the whole time as if he's like yeah everyone's scared of me and it's like no they're not scared of you they think you're a little c- and they can't do anything because they either work here or, you know, you're barely even out. You've barely got fucking pubes, so hitting you is very illegal. Yeah. Oh, boy. You got them up north? Yep. We used to call them scallies. <laughs> that's a, such a grosser word, but it fits. Yeah, well, it's short for scallywag. Oh, that's that's no fun because scallywag's kind of like cute. We also called them townies for a while, but that was just not descriptive of anything, so. Man, townies is like an American word. But then again, I think it, it, as an American word, it is just people who live in town. Like, most of the characters in Steven Universe that aren't gems are just referred to as townies. You know what? I forgot about that fact. We need... Well, actually, I'm, I say we need to do something about that. I'm pretty sure it's like two episodes down the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough of, ta- of a tangent about masks. A uh, little bit of a... A uh, little bit of the coronavirus tangent now that it's uh, officially in the UK coming to an end, in inverted commas. The other thing that happened while I was away, I watched in real time along with another friend of ours and we were astonished that it was also subtitled in real time because it was obviously recorded ahead of time and they were able to prepare these things, was uh, The Beloved Dragon, Kiryu Koko's Graduation. It's really funny you should mention that, because I literally, before we recorded, I sent you a link to her uh, graduation announcement.
announcement and I said, I've not watched this and it's actually quite sad. It is. So the friend that I watched it with is also the one that uh, sent me the original version of that link, the one that was posted on the main channel on the night that it was uh, first released. Because as much as I love her, as much as I keep up to most of her um, international content, basically the meme review, that was one that I missed because I was uh, sleeping in my sleepy bed. And uh, and this, this friend of ours, he decided that uh, this was one of the important things that I should know about, which, you know, it was because then it put us on a timer of how much time left we had to enjoy her um, her antics and her tomfoolery and you know the love as well because th- th- there was a lot of love in that in that graduation and also in the de- in the days before as well because like we we had basically three weeks a three week blowout of you can't fire me I quit where she just goes balls to the walls insane and she worked harder than I think she's ever done just putting out every single bit of content that she could for us and also for her genmates and uh, and other and other workmates just uh, some some really nice memories to remember her by including an original song Weather Hackers and there are three versions of that the official version which is censored the uncensored version where she says Weather Hackers and the uncensored version for stream only where she says Good Morning Motherfuckers and for a Lon Hollow Live podcast we do talk about specifically Coco quite often yeah well I think this is going to be I, I don't want to jinx it and I don't want to uh, be a little bit morbid about it but this might be the last time we talk about her because she's no longer a member right now and she's allowed okay the CEO says that he would be happy if she could collab with members in future however we don't know what form that will take she still lives with her genmate Kanata and they still can talk about her just you know now that she's graduated she's not she's no longer an idol it's one of those really weird things because I I know enough about idol culture that idol culture is kind of fucked up Mm. obviously VTubers are a bit of a different caliber of beast and likely trying to think of where to phrase it delicately but I'll just be blunt because it's the easiest way to deal with it. Idol, uh, idols. VTubers tend to be older than idols because, hey, guess what? It, you don't have to look young and pretty to be a VTuber. You can look like whatever. Coco, as we found out, is actually gorgeous, but, you know. Yeah, she is. <laughs> it's one of those things where, does this mean that Hollow, because I don't know how it fucking works. I don't look at the contracts. I don't really delve into that life so much. I see funny VTube antics and I click and I look and I go, ha, that's funny and or cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do the companies that they work for provide housing for them or do they do it out of their own pocket and they're told well live with another VTuber in our branch because that makes collabs easier or what how does that work or are you as in the dark as I am they're not provided housing they're encouraged to live nearby to each other and those that li- end up living together they basically got the golden goose because they can uh, they can they have instant collab potential like in fact one of the meme reviews that Coco did before she left was one where the actual guest couldn't uh, couldn't come and Kanata just stepped in at the drop of a hat did a substitute and it was a really good one as well that's very weird considering VTubers are pretty much entirely streaming based so why can't they do that shit remotely uh, I think they pretty much always do do it remotely they, they call it an off collab when they're um, when they're able to go in the same room short for offline collaboration and um, yeah those tend to be a little bit more rare but yeah so, so you, you, you do get some more organic moments when you do have an off collab like when you had uh, Callie and Kiara just sat on the couch watching Trek <laughs> dude I think the funniest Kiara Callie moment I've ever seen was when Callie was off camera and she was in the bathroom doing something and Kiara just started giggling and said uh, oh, I can see you naked in the mirror and Callie was like I don't care <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well it's, it's one of those she doesn't care that Kiara can see her naked she cares that Kiara is telling the universe about this <laughs> <laughs> 
Kelly uh, and Kiara uh, OTP. Yeah. And uh, we, we even said this the other day that um, whether or not there is an actual relationship behind the scenes is kind of immaterial, but the thing is that there is a genuine friendship there, and that's all we need. Oh, I mean, like, I, I didn't use this exact wording, but what way I look at it is I, I look at it like I look at wrestling, because wrestling is dumb, and the storylines are storylines, they're not fucking real. So what I do is I throw all that shit out the fucking window, out of my brain. I'm like, these are not the actors, these are the characters. All I care about is what the characters are doing. Yeah, totally, totally. That said, it is always heartwarming to know that people don't fucking hate each other and are forced to work together. So it, it's one of those where even when you're watching any form of fiction, it's nice to get into the um, into the groove and to enjoy interactions in any form that they come, even if they're even if they're hostile. Sometimes they're interesting and fun to watch. You got some friendly rival, some bitter prank war going on, but normally it's a lot more easy to get behind. Well, they call it a tete moment where they uh, do something precious together. It, it, it warms our blackened little hearts. <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. My my heart is big and full of joy and love. I just don't get to share it. Okay, my 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 heart is also big and full of joy, but it's uh, but it's black as the ace of spades. On that cheerful note, anything else? <laughs> I think I've monopolised it enough with, uh, with with Torquay and Coco. Well, we'll move on to you, and uh, I know you've got a, f- a fair few things to talk about because uh, because because I've been away for so long. Do, but at the same time, I want to double check. There's nothing else you want to talk about first because my list is very long. Okay, it's one of these. I, there may be interjections. I'll take it from the top. The very first thing is, as you all know, I've had my first vaccination. Have for a couple of weeks now, so I've uh, decided to start going out in the wide world. I hung, I hanged out, hanged out, hung out. I don't fucking know. One of those words is correct. One of them's very wrong with uh, two of my friends we went to the cinema and uh, we saw the new Fast and the Furious film oh yeah the one where all the memes are coming from they're not even coming from that film they're coming from older films and they've just resurfaced oh no just for those who don't know I fucking I don't hate the Fast and the Furious franchise but I'm certainly not a fan of it and boy this new film was trash I've not seen a single one of them I'll be honest I watched the first film and I watched the second film back when they were relevant in terms of car films I've seen the Need for Speed film which is basically a Fast and Furious ripoff and not even good <laughs> but it has A.A. Ron Paul driving a Koenig zig 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 and I saw the the semi documentary film that was about the uh, Le Mans 66. I saw a trailer for that when me and uh, me and a buddy went to see fucking uh, Midway. That was one that my dad saw on. Uh, he, he saw that it was coming up, and then uh, and then I took him to see it. So uh, that was that was it was a nice evening out for me and my dad. Man, it's one of those weird things where I judge films with a story based on history more harshly than any other film. He didn't even know Christian Bale was in it. I didn't know that, but I also didn't see it. So he's basically the main character. Well, to be fair, in the trailer, he's always done up in his fucking racing duds. Yeah, he is. And I'll be honest with you. Christian Bale's got this one of like it's not a healthy thing he does like definitely not but he has got an amazing ability to change his body shape depending on the role yeah he does like, he's big and buff as Batman and he goes all the way down to like I think it was like 90 pounds for a role and it's like fuck man screw that yeah it's not healthy but it definitely shows a massive degree of commitment but yeah Fast and Furious 9 fucking stupid film John Cena can't act and they know that so they didn't give him very many lines <laughs> <laughs> man can I talk about John Cena for a second well you can for me He's in WWE's shitbook at the moment. Do you know why? Why is he in the shitbook right now? Because he made a public apology to the country of China. Oh, okay. So that's that's a really weird one because, you know, I can weirdly see the WWE licking China's ass because they want all the ratings, but by the same token, you know, don't trust China. China is asshole. Well, it's one of the, do you 
know why John Cena had to, and I'm using big fucking air quotes here, apologise to China? Is it because someone brought up the Uyghurs? No, it's because he, he said Taiwan was a country. <laughs> That's exactly the same thing that led to uh, the chain of events that had Coco graduating. Really? It was all because of a stream where she and Hachimo were looking over stats and they saw that uh, one of the stats that Google had provided were for viewers from Taiwan. They didn't even talk about it that much. It's just the fact that Google says that, oh, hold look, these people are from Taiwan. And since then, all these Chinese national haters and trolls, and as they call them, aunties, were sending her constant abuse and death threats. Oh, it's nice to know it's not just Americans that overreact. Yep. Uh, it's hard to make a joke there, because that's just kind of depressing, to be honest. Yeah. Alright, let's move on to something cheerful. Yep. Fast Furious was nine. That's done. That's in the books. Yep. <laughs> it took me like four days, because I wanted to watch it so badly. And you know what I'm going to say, probably, Rick. I binged She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Yeah, you did. That show was non-stop entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. 100% non-stop entertaining. There was, there was always something fun around the corner. Even the uh, the slowed down slice of life episodes were good because uh, by that point you cared about those characters. Dude, I, like, oh, I want more. And I'm glad the ending is set in a, in a manner where more can happen, but it doesn't have to happen. Because the, the story has a very nice full stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a universe to explore, if they so wish. There's, there's a whole new universe, and there's one in-story plot hook that there's, that's not resolved. Yeah, everyone on the subreddit for She-Ra keeps saying that if they're going to do anything, they'll do a movie and it's going to say to save Angelica. What's her fucking name? Yeah, Angela. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying Angelica like fucking from the Rugrats. <laughs> Spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it and wanted to. <laughs> Oh man, like, oh, good show. Yeah, absolutely good show. I remember that a, a, a few months ago when uh, I sent you the the Catradora um, video and you were like, I ain't watching this whole show now that I've seen all the good bits and now you've watched the whole show. <laughs> well, it was one of those where, oh, I don't know what I was thinking, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed that those were like, oh, geez, that, that video wasn't even 10 minutes long. So it was really not a fair thing of me to say. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what I appreciate because it doesn't happen that often these days because Everybody wants a sympathetic villain that everyone's like, actually, I can kind of see where he's coming from. But I'm so glad that the actual big bad of this show was not even remotely a sympathetic character. Yeah, yeah. So there were essentially three big bads and two of them have heel face turns. I don't know, man. I think Hordax isn't really a heel face turn so much as a... A hazy feel turn. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird ones where I don't think he's a good guy, but at the same time, he's not a piece of shit no more. So I guess it's kind of a face turn, but not really. Yeah, his, uh, his goals have changed, but his outlook look hasn't. He still still wants to be in charge of his faction, but his faction is no longer about rape, pillage, burn. I'll be honest with you, I thought Hordak was going to, if there was going to be a character that was irredeemable, it was probably going to be Hordak. Yeah. That took me by surprise. But I also didn't know Horde Prime was going to be that bad. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. Everything about this show is so colourful and feel good and happy, lovey-dovey family and shit. And then that fucking piece of shit comes out. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. He's he's a very good villain for that kind of thing. It's the, he's, a, he's the complete embodiment of the death of personality in a show that oozes personality. I don't know if I've ever brought this up on a podcast. I might have done. But one of the evilest things you can do, in my opinion, outside of straight up fucking murder and another crime, which I don't like bringing up, so I won't, is uh, 
taking away free will. Mm. And that is 100% what Horde Prime does all the time. Well, you can uh, you can argue that the other two crimes are essentially that taken to another extreme. Like, t- the taking away a free will in the moment, they, they both lead to long-term consequences. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's weird. I also wasn't expecting... I've forgotten the other one's name, but Natasha and her wife's... Uh, Spinnerella. Spinnerella, there you go. I wasn't expecting them two to have such a big part to play in the final series. Yeah, I think Spinnerella is actually voiced by the uh, the show's creator. You did say one of them was, but you didn't say which one, so... Yeah, I think it's Spinnerella. I could be wrong. The one who's uh, slightly tubby. Yeah, yeah, that's the wind one. The one who the one who spins and makes spinny things, and not the one who's got net in her name and makes nets. I did like the fact, all the way back in the first season, where Bo still... Do- I like how Bo still doesn't know what they do. <laughs> Even though Natasha said right at season one, dude, clues in the name. <laughs> and I don't want to gush about She-Ra too much, but outside of the obvious great fuck yeah moment, which is the kiss, I think my favourite moment of that finale is uh, Entraptor and Hordak in the background running up to each other, hugging and like, Hordak, Entraptor, and it just cuts to Mr. going, are we all okay with this? What's... <laughs> My mister is one of the best characters in that, just because of how sarcastic she is. <laughs> and it's and she's got the same pro as Seahawk in that she's not used so much that I get sick of her. Yeah, absolutely. So if we had more of this and it was more, it was just all the time, then it would become a little, you know, it'd get old a little bit. Oh, it would be like every time she comes on screen, I'd be like, oh, go away. <laughs> but, you know, she's used properly. Yeah, like uh, like Daredevil Punisher. You like to bring that up. <laughs> but, yeah, it's. have you ever seen Daredevil, the series? I have seen a grand total of one episode, and it's the first, so there's no Punisher in it. <laughs> you should watch the recap for season one and then watch season two and three, because Daredevil is hands down the best Netflix Marvel series they did. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, in fact, I can't even think of the other ones. What, 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 Iron Fist, Jessica Jones. Yep, yep, those were both series. They also did Luke Cage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they did Punisher, obviously, but yeah. Because they wanted to do the def- uh, the Defenders. Mm. But it's very weird, because instead of doing the Defenders lineup, they they also... It's funny. The Defenders they chose to focus on are also the Heroes for Hire. Yeah. Which is a much better fucking gimmick for a superhero TV show. It's, hey, I- Iron Man's over there busy doing big dick hero shit. We're street level, and we need to pay rent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Iron Man's got his company supporting him. We don't. <laughs> Dude, there's an awesome moment in the comics, I f- want to say it was New Avengers, where Luke Cage and Iron Fist start evacuating New York, or rather a city block, because there's a big old fight going on. And Iron Man just comes down and goes, oh, thanks for doing this, guys. And Luke Cage, yeah, says, uh, just says, yeah, no problem. By the way, you know the deal. And I- Iron Man's just like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've got the check in the mail and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool that Iron Man is actually the one picking up the tab, but it, it makes a lot of sense because, you know... Who else is going to fucking do it? Like, I Reed Richards and that are well off, but they're not that well off. They're not Iron Man rich. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's even on TV tropes, Reed Richards is useless. That he's, he, 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 he can create all these inventions, but he never sells them. <laughs> yeah, because he needs them for the Fantastic Four, because <laughs> it's like Syndrome, isn't it, if everyone's super? And if he, if he sells it, then it's on the free market, and then Doctor Doom can buy the thing that he's made and counter it. This is true. Anyway, before we get too sidetracked... Yep, 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 yep. Do you want to talk about He-Man? I think we should. Two trailers have dropped. One was a teaser and one was the actual trailer. And I'm using fucking air quotes again. The the, the teaser was great. It was set to We Need a Hero. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, it, was it was basically just He-Man and Skeletor having a fight in a forest while cutting to a bunch of other bits. More importantly, the trailer showed us a bit more. And I think it looks fine. And then delved into the comments section. And I believe I spoke to you as I, as I did this when it happened, Rick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boy, there's a lot of people bitching about feminism and females taking taking over in the comment section for that. Yeah, there is. Now, they've, they've, they've intentionally not 
not called it He-Man, they've called it the Masters of the Universe in this one. So I can understand why there's a shift away from just Prince Adam and just He-Man and making it more of a team. But by the same token, he's very definitely the uh, the cornerstone of that team. But you know what they should do, though? Yeah, yeah. You uh, you mentioned this to me off stream. That if people want a incredibly well-written, strong female character in that universe, they've got one, and we've just mentioned her. <laughs> It bugs me because I've looked because looking at the trailers, it's very clear the art style is very grittier and different, and the tone is different to Shira. We're not going to get a crossover. Also, you mentioned before there were some kind of legal issues. There might have been legal issues, so I think they've they've kind of written it so that they aren't expecting to have a crossover. But because they're now both hosted by Netflix, they now can. So I think when they were making Shira, they didn't have any other rights to He Man apart from the name Grayskull. Yeah, because if you don't have that, then it's not fucking. Shira. Yeah. It's it's an OC, which actually wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been as bad, but you know. It would have worked, but it, it it's nice that they've, you know, got the canon in there. But the thing is, now that they're both around, because it I think the thing idea back then was that He-Man wasn't available for use, which is the issue. So and now he is available for use, which is why they're making the um they're making the new show. That it was it was a He-Man issue, not a She-Ra issue. So I think they've got essentially free reign over the She-Ra stuff if uh, Noel Stevenson is up for it. it here's the thing though is I think the best way they could have used He-Man in She-Ra was to not yes the best that if they wanted to have He-Man in She-Ra they should have used him once and only once and do you know when that should have been go ahead very end Horde Prime is defeated what, it's called Eternia isn't it Eternia and Etheria Etheria Eternia whatever you want to call it is back in the universe and has been for like a season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He-Man has just suddenly arrived and gone yo what the fuck is this He-Man the masters of the universe doesn't have to just be He-Man there's a new planet what the fuck's going on him and the him and the Masters Universe come down and they just have a face-to-face with She-Ra and the Princesses of Power and it's just like, uh, yo, what happened? To, what the fuck happened here? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then and then She-Ra and Katra should just get in He-Man's face and be like, yeah, no, we solved this problem ourselves, fuck off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the, um, I'd, I'd say the other way to do it and completely draw a line under it is to have him show up in the, the Mara flashbacks. Oh, that would have been, that would have been good. The only problem is, canonically, it's Adora that is Adam's sister. Sure. So it wouldn't follow quite there. But at the same time, we also... Well, you see, that's the thing, isn't it? Because Adora was taken away as a baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She can have Adam as a brother in the universe somewhere. In fact, that could be a plot point if they ever do a season six. Or just the movie. Well, if the movie's about Angel... Uh, and oh, I, I keep wanting to call her Angelica, and I'm, I'm never going to stop. <laughs> it's it's going to be about that, and I don't think He-Man's relevant for that. But yeah, I think Mark Hamill sounds very good as Skeletor. The only thing I don't like about it is he's the voice is different enough that I can no longer mimic it. <laughs> Old He-Man was so... Uh, Old He-Man, fucking... Old Skeletal was such an easy voice to just do for anyone. So, to the point that whenever someone did a Papyrus voice, they just made it a happy Skeletal. <laughs> like, fuck's sake, even Papyrus's laugh is just <laughs> which is fucking Skeletal's laugh. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> Moving on, I, I browse Twitter every so often nowadays, mostly because we have a Twitter account for the channel. You guys should follow us. Mm-hmm. We follow Lauren Faust. Yeah, we do. She put out a tweet that made me fucking laugh. She said, thanks for the birthday wishes, guys. My birthday's not till next month, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why people thought her birthday was uh, on that particular day, but she was very quick to correct people. There's a weird one that a lot of places will just parrot people's birthdays, like famous people's birthdays, and they'll just be completely wrong. I think Dizzy Rascal is another one where his birthday is uh, showing up as like the 1st of October, but it ain't. <laughs> And if you go on uh, like Wikipedia, it'll show up that it's that it's that. And then if you go on Twitter, you'll show show him with a tweet that's very similar, saying, "Yeah, it's uh, it's not today, thank you, but it's like halfway around the year." <laughs> 
That's quite a big fucking discrepancy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Moving on. Did you catch this news story about a one particular Drake Bell? I may have. About him being a nonce? Oh, no, I haven't. No? Okay. Well, he basically got charged with... He didn't get charged with doing anything. He got charged with one of those bullshit made-up charges which basically says, I did everything but the really bad part because I got stopped. Intent to do the worst thing, yeah. It's one of those f- stories which... Sorry, the podcast is going to get a bit serious for a minute where unlike when most of these sorts of stories come up my usual gut reaction is visceral and nah fuck him throw the book at him like he's gotten two years which is a nothing sentence but at the same time it's very well documented that Drake Bell and I think the other famous case was uh, Amanda Bynes Amanda Bynes Amanda Burns I forget her surname yeah Amanda Bynes she she was the main actress and showrunner of the Amanda show and at some point she ended up dating Seth MacFarlane oh wow okay well I was going to say, uh, it's very well documented that uh, both of these actors were... I'm trying to word this as delicately as possible, Rick. Can you help me out? Consensual involved? Mm, I don't think consensual was involved. Okay. I think it was, you'll do this stuff or you'll lose your opportunities. Okay. That's uh, that's what the word is. Now, that's not strictly necessarily 100% fact, but you don't get the amount of stories that you get without there being a bit of evidence. Professionally press-ganged. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Except, you know, they were both... Right, you know them when they were at the height of their fame, they must have been like, what, 13, 14? Yeah, they were kids. I think I think Amanda Bynes is literally my age. It's gross, and it's one of those where it's more of an example of cycles repeating someone having something done to them when they were younger and not fully understanding that it's not okay. I don't think that deserves leniency necessarily, but it, I don't know, it's one of those things where you've got to kind of have that in the back of your head. You should still be punished for these things. Yeah. It doesn't excuse it, but it explains it. Yeah, so, like, here's the thing. When I was, um, when I first saw the Amanda show, when I was a teenager and therefore she would have also been a teenager we were the age where you knew that it wasn't okay so she must have made a very conscious decision to grin and bear the thing that she knew wasn't okay so nonce not even once uh, and for the, for the benefit of people watching in America because I've seen our stats on the uh, on the Anchor app and most of our audience I want to say because uh, you know there's not that many of you sorry it bums me out as well are American uh, so those of you not in the know nonce is a word we use to describe pedos. And also, it's why I should probably stress, even though we're called the Nonsense Review, we don't want our fans to start calling themselves the nonces. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Okay, moving on. As you already mentioned, Coco stepped down. Do you know who also stepped down? I know that there was another VTuber who stepped down pretty much the same time, who I don't know very much about. Awesome, because this isn't about that. Cool. This is about one Conan O'Brien. Okay. So is he stepped down from his uh, from his show? Yeah, he's moving to HBO. Okay. Funny enough, his abbreviation is also Coco, and it happened more or less at the same time as Coco Coco, which is why I think that tag was doing so well that day. Because <laughs> I think it was a, com- a uh, com- combined ep- uh, uh, fuck sake. I was doing so well, 40 minutes in and I flubbed my words, Rick. <laughs> a combined effort for, from both Conan O'Brien fans and Coco Coco fans saying thank you, Coco. I, I remember when that, that was going up and it was only eclipsed by the what's-his-face the the, 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 sh- the shiba guy. Um, I forget his name. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Yeah, that's the one. Call him rapist. Yeah, I've been getting out on a technicality where the, uh, the prosecution cut a deal for a reduced sentence and then reneged on that deal, so that was enough of a technicality to get him out. It was actually even it was actually weirder than that because they were like if you plead guilty in this court we won't prosecute you in a criminal court and then they after he got the guilty sentence in the uh, lower of the courts he then took on the criminal charges in court as well in a criminal court and that's what ended up with him in 
prison and it's like well actually that court case should have never happened yeah but it's it's one of those really great it's, it's, it's a real gray area isn't it because you have to legally you can't make a deal with someone and then afterwards take that deal away otherwise no one will ever make a deal again that's just a fact but at the same time Bill Cosby is a monster and he raped so many people okay let's move on the newest season of the Seven Deadly Sins dropped on Netflix I, I've actually been following Seven Deadly Sins I've been watching it since season one because I like it's a shonen anime it's shit fair <laughs> season five's come out and everything they did I was like this is awful nothing's gripping me season five is 12 episodes and it's all fighting but it's Dragon Ball Z fighting where half the episode is still talking yeah and like some of it's going to be like powering up and a lot of it's going to be flashback I wish there was flashbacks <laughs> I can't watch something that's just fighting there needs to be a story man at least it's not as bad as early Naruto where like 80% of the episode was flashbacks to previous episodes and some of the times they're even flashback to earlier in that episode <laughs> I've never watched Naruto so I'll take your word for that apparently they get way better about it after the first like 24 episodes or so 24 is not an awful slog I thought you were going to say like 200 like One Piece <laughs> I'll, I'll draw a line on Naruto now and we can keep on talking about Seven Deadly Sins I, I'm done it was shit um, they ruined a character I really enjoyed is, isn't that basically Netflix's first thing that they collaborated on and kind of released in the west as like their own thing I haven't got a clue because they banged that Netflix original fucking sticker on everything even though it's even when it's not yeah the stuff like Stranger Things and stuff like that which they've clearly made themselves that's easy to see and easy to tell but they had stuff like Derek which was like Netflix original and it's like well that's not true it's on Channel 4 first yeah they actually put part of the money forward for Little Witch Academia so I don't mind them sticking the name on that because they, they put a lot of the money forward for it but it was still made by Studio Trigger so like when it was in released in Japan it was released as a normal anime and like on, on a weekly basis and then over here it was uh, released in half seasons I prefer that method mm-hmm. like shit even the Seven Deadly Sins might be a half season release type thing because 12 episodes is half the usual 24 they do I think it is actually dropping as individual episodes in Japan as well right now all I know is like I'm gonna keep watching it because I've invested too much time in it and cool things might still happen I think it's called Nanatsu no Taizai or something along that, all those lines doesn't matter it's Seven Deadly Sins here <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna bother trying to spell out the fucking Japanese name into Google when I can just put in Seven Deadly Sins and that's it moving on The Walking Dead is now on Disney Plus so if anyone ever wants to watch that they've got all 10 seasons which I can't believe they're that fucking high up but you know there you go well now and I decided to watch something with my mum and that was Fantasia okay because about I want to say it was like three weeks ago we didn't have an argument but we had a discussion about what music was used in it and she was like I swear the Hall of the Mountain King is in Fantasia and I'm like don't remember it being in it I'm pretty sure it's not but I only remember two things from Fantasia so maybe it is and the only two things I remembered was I remember there being a big old demon and I remember the obviously the Sorcerer's Apprentice scene with Mickey and uh, Yen Sid yeah and uh, yeah that film aged, uh, uh, fuck it has aged really well it has so I'm not going to say it's one of the last things that Walt Disney did but it's one of the last things that he uh, he worked on um, actively and it was like his passion project that he he wanted this this art film essentially to come out and yeah it, it's, it's aged really well the, uh, the, the sequel is nowhere near as iconic because you know it wasn't worked on by Walt Disney there's passion put into it from a position of reverence but not from a position of creativity like the whole point of Walt Disney is that he wanted to push the boat out all the time and part of what makes modern Disney less magical is because they don't take the risks that Walt took they want to recreate what Walt did not what he stood for man that got heavy it, it did a bit, yeah. It's funny you should mention the sequel because when we looked up Fantasia on the Disney Plus app, it was like Fantasia 2. And I was like, what the fuck is Fantasia 2? Have you heard of Fantasia 2? No? I've, I've heard of it. Uh, I've never watched it. 
Well, I have something fun for you, sir. We should probably do that for the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. But it came out in 2000. <laughs> it's now 21 years old. Fantasia 2 is now old enough to drink. Jesus Christ. A, a film I didn't know existed until about a uh, week and a half ago. <laughs> Let's move on. We can talk about... We can wax lyrical about classic Disney all day if we wanted to. Yeah. Pokemon Unite. Oh. Have you heard of this? Is that the one where it's really well made? No, it's a fucking mobile game and it looks awful. Oh, it's the MOBA. Yeah, okay. Yep, it's the MOBA. And I was like, oh, a MOBA, that looks cool. Available on mobile phones. I'm like, oh, that's going to be shit. They're also releasing it on the Switch, so you can play it with controls, but, you know. Yeah, but if it's being split between the mobile market and the Switch market, it's still a mobile game, which means it's going to be lowest common denominator. Yeah, it's going to be microtransactions AF. The thing that I thought you were talking about before I realised that that's what you were talking about was the the really nicely well-made anime short. It's really well animated. It, it reminds me so, well, so much of when Trigger go out of their way to make something cute and blobby. It's one of those where I don't know what you're talking about. I've just gone under my radar. I will send you a link when I get the chance. Absolutely. So I've got two more things to talk about, so let's fucking blitz through them. Ragnarok dropped on Netflix. Thor? Yeah. Nope. Oh. No, this is an anime. Okay. Oh my god, I fucking hate it. Okay. <laughs> I've watched two episodes. It's based on a manga, which I thought, that looks promising. I'll check on that when there's more of it, and now I'm not going to bother. It's one of those things where they, the author clearly likes a bunch of historical things and religious concepts, and has thrown it all into one thing, and he's also changed everything just enough so it's not an exact parallel, which makes it shit. Yeah. Also add in that special dose of fucking anime dust, and it just makes it worse as well. The whole turning Nobunaga into a preteen girl. They might actually do that I don't know <laughs> Ragnarok is a very simple concept the gods decide to enact Ragnarok which in this universe means 13 gods versus 13 humans in one on one fights which sounds pretty fucking cool right should be yeah well it's fucking not basically they're like does humanity deserve to live for an I'm gonna spoil the first episode sorry guys does humanity deserve to live for another thousand years everyone votes no cool we're gonna destroy it so Brunhilde a Valkyrie comes forth and says uh, in which case you should let the humans fight for their right for survival. Let's enact Ragnarok. What the fuck is Ragnarok? It's a chance for humans to save themselves by having their f- uh, their best fight the gods best in one-on-one combat encounters. There's 13 versus 13, so the first of seven wins. Blah, 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 blah. It's shit. It's fucking awful. I hate it. The fight scenes aren't interesting. I've only watched the first two episodes. Maybe it gets better, but it's trash. The first fight is between Thor and fucking Lu Bu. How much of a fucking nerd am I for Free Kingdom shit, Rick? Yeah, I think the answer to this is yes, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, I hated it. They change history, which is fine. They're doing their own thing, I guess. But I, if you're going to use historical figures, at least try and be a bit fucking true to the source. Same for the gods as well. They fucking turned Asgard into a normal city of the gods and like everyone got fucking owned by giants. And it's like, well, these ain't fucking Asgardian gods, are they? They're getting killed by giants with no problem. I mean, if, if Asgard has a food court, then it's not real Asgard, is it? But they didn't have that. But everybody <laughs> fucking, everyone was getting owned by these giants and the city was being protected by angels because they're trying to mismatch concepts from all sorts of gods and religions and shit and it's just it's just a mess oh here's a um, a little aside speaking about Norse mythology I, I bought a book you bought a book and it's the it's the book of Norse mytholo- mythology as told by Gaiman the other side of uh, Good Omens after Terry Pratchett okay and uh, yeah it, it, it's it, it's told in the in the form of uh, campsite tales of Norse mythology with a comedic twist I don't know man Norse tales are pretty funny as they are yeah 
We're going to talk about that time Loki made a bet of a giant and the giant was winning the bet and Odin was, I think it was Odin, was like, hey Loki, make sure this giant doesn't win this bet. We don't want Freya to have to marry this fucking big, fat, smelly giant. So Loki was like, hey giant, how are you winning this bet so quick? And he's like, well, look at my fucking horse. He's doing most of the work for me. So Loki turns into horse, fucks this other horse and then gives birth to Snyfner, which he gifts to Odin. Is that not humorous? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, my final plot point. I was browsing Netflix literally last night for something to watch and it's that time of the month where Netflix just drops a bunch of new shows. Uh, One of the things they've added is a Dynasty Warriors movie. I didn't know this was coming out. I didn't know either like it's a a Chinese cast I assume it might be Japanese I don't know but I don't know why they'd cast Japanese actors for Chinese characters and it's about two hours long and this is the thing I was talking about earlier Rick where I think I found a bonus episode for us to do. Maybe so. It, It seems to take place at the beginning of the Yellow Turban Rebellion and I think it goes all the way to the end of Zhong Zero's reign because they they put a lot of focus on Guan Yu, Shang Fei, and Liu Bei fighting uh, Lu Bu at Hulao Gate. It should be decent. I don't know how much they're going to focus on the actual romance of the Three Kingdoms aspect and how much they're going to put emphasis on how badass the characters are in the video game because they're pretty obscene. They're basically magic. Yeah. So it might be decent. I don't know. I've absorbed Three Kingdoms media before. Chinese-based companies doing Chinese history tend to be pretty fucking good. So I'm hoping a little bit of that magic rubs off onto this Dynasty Warriors movie thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's basically me for the week, which brings us nicely to just under an hour of record time. Now, whether that might not be accurate when we do it, but hey-ho, diddly-do. Uh, Rick, what the fuck are we doing today? We are doing the next iteration of the Sonic series that we've been doing recently and over the past few months and over the past few episodes, if you're watching them in the order in which they are Sonics. If you ignore the last one, which you should... <laughs> Ben, this is the next series to have been released after the last series that we reviewed. This is actually an interesting one, because Sonic Underground, I'm slightly familiar with. Now, I've never watched an episode, but I've seen enough, you know, clips out of context. So here's the weird thing, that we now put little uh, characters on flags as our favourite character from the show. When asked who was my favourite character from this show, I had to really struggle to find out who is the most likeable one, and I ended up settling on one of the villains for once, which, okay, we, we did it for Catra, uh, I did it for Metal, Sonic, but this is one of the times when this is unapologetically a villain that stays a villain for the entire time, and he's voiced by the brain. The brain? Yeah, as in the pinky and. Oh, okay. He's just saying the brain. There's there's too many characters. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I decided to go for Chuck the Hedgehog because I thought it'd be funny. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uncle Chuck's always a good one. Like, I think he only shows up for a very short amount of time in this, but he's he's still a nice he's he's a nice guy. I don't think he shows up very much at all in this. (laughs) I I read his fucking wiki article, and apparently, uh, halfway through the season, he gets captured and turned into some kind of robot monstrosity. So that's fun. Fun with a capital F. Anyway, Rick, if you're all ready to go, do you want to do the countdown for us? Okay, so Sonic Sonic Underground, Season 1, Episode 1, 3, 2, 1, and go. Oh man, such a rock track, isn't it? Yeah, butt rock. (laughs) Oh my days, Sonic's mum is a milf. Yeah, she is. She's got that 80s hair. (laughs) Bide your time, lion wait. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, I don't recall them having musical instruments that were weapons. Yeah, that's basically the gimmick of this, uh, well, the two gimmicks of this is, number one, there's there's triplets. Number two, they're in a band. Number three of the two gimmicks, the, uh, the instruments are the weapons. Right, right. Do Manic and female Sonic ever appear in anything else? Pretty much no. 
Well, that's a bit of a fucking weird fucking interlude to interject. Yeah, yeah. So they give you the little the little lowdown of the prophecy as uh, as part of the fucking opening scene. Wedding bell blues. When I was watching this for the first time on, um, I think SMTV Live or whatever, <laughs> it was they just cut down the opening theme so much that I never saw the full opening theme in this way. Right, right. Yo, look at that claptrap. I think it's a guy holding a box. Was it? It's a robot, dude. Oh no! Oh no! It is okay. Fair enough. I thought it was a guy holding a box. It's a chili dog stand. Of course it is. So is this still voiced by Urkel? Yeah, this is uh, all three of them are voiced by Urkel, even the sister. Oh. Except for when they sing. Well, yeah, singing in a different voice to your regular voice is a hard skill, to say the least. It is. So he has sung in the past as Sonic, as far as I'm aware. But the uh, I think the idea is that if he has to be all three, then they might as well have all three voiced by someone else while singing. Mm. He's stealing the free things. But they're all stealing. None of them paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's uh, she's a she's a princess, and she she refers to them as lower classes all the time, even though they're both princes as well. It's because they've been raised separately. Oh, so do they not know their siblings yet? Oh, they know their siblings. They've like very, very recently um, been reunited, as it were, as far as I'm aware. Sorry, complete tangent. Very quickly, I vaguely recall this theme tune going "Sonic Underground, Sonic Underground," but I didn't hear that. Okay, so it does the bit where it says "Sonic Underground" at the end, but it only does it once. Oh, okay. I could have sworn it done like four times in a row. Oh well. Obviously misremembered. So they, yeah, so they use the same design for Robotnik as the uh, the one that we did most recently. Yeah, but it's no longer voiced by Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's no longer Winnie the Pooh, no. <laughs> Man, that sounds like Cartman. Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I like how Manic does... It's, it's, it's a couple of seconds out now, but... They're always they're they're relaying what did he say in that thing and Manic goes did he say trap or was that too obvious to mention? I think that was a good line actually. That is that is pretty decent. Oh yeah, they're now going to introduce one of the other um, front runners for favorite character in this series. Yeah, Crunch Bandicoot. No, nah, it's the, the, the well they were talking about they're going to go see him. Oh here he is. The brain. I wasn't expect like, even though you said he was voiced by him. It didn't sound like... I wasn't expecting it to sound exactly like him. Because <laughs> he's... He switches it up when he's voicing in um, in Disenchantment. Because he's, he's got, like... The one that sounds a lot more like the brain on the... Um, on the Council of the Kingdom. Uh, sorry. They're dressed up as fucking Mario Brothers. I was gonna say I have to I have to say like the fake mustache is not a great costume when you can still clearly see your massive tits. <laughs> Look at this Adonis of a dog, or is it Hedgehog as well? I can't tell. Yeah, he's he's a, I think he's like a like a wolf thing, but yeah, he, I think he's like a he's some kind of uh, canine something or other. And uh, look at Manic being a fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonic is a bit of a scofflaw, but Manic is literally a Thieves Guild member. Oh, well. 
I guess the characters are... I guess that makes sense. But, you know, it's still fucking... Look at this prick. Yep, 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 yep. Sonic, bro, you can't swallow your ego for five minutes. <laughs> I love how he just weaponized how much of a prick he is for, uh, <laughs> for the purpose of moving the plot along. Uh... Oh, jeez, he, he is just like Luigi, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Manic's Mario. Except he's not wearing his moustache properly. Well, okay. That's because Sonya got the moustache. So wait, hang on. I just realised they all wear different shaped pendants. I'm guessing that's a plot point and they all assemble to make something different, right? Um, no, the pendants are just the thing that they come out into. So uh, Sonya's has got that little curved thing. That's a, that's a guitar. Sonic's got the guitar and um, Manic's got the drums. Huh, okay. Dude, it's uh, it's fucking Cartman. I know, I know you're saying, I know it's Urkel who's voicing all of them, but it sounds like Cartman. <laughs> you can make a bundle for the resistance. <laughs> he's he's like a totally radical Cartman, yeah. Now Bartleby, as the series goes on, actually has some character development. Like he shows up a lot more than you think for a um for an opening episode character. Oh, is Scorpio going to come out? <laughs> Not quite as interesting as that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's pretty good at uh, picking it up. Mm. Is the, go is the gag because they're dogs? I think so, yeah. Yeah, there's like a dingo and a wolf. Yeah, they've got good old, uh, got good old noble tax. Yeah, but it's one of those weird things that happens a lot in m mostly child-friendly media where... One of the one of the usual villain tactics is, oh, I've got all these rich nobles, I'm going to tax them to death. Do you know what? Usually when that, when that happens, usually that's what causes a revolt. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what's happening. And they're, they're pretty much showing it the entire time, that there's a perpetual resistance rebellion going on. There are nobles who are kind of kowtowing, but most of them are kind of soft supporting the resistance as well. So sort of, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, the fucking prick from uh, Final Fantasy XII. Yeah, was it Ondor, was it? Yeah, don't believe Ondor's lies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, his plan was also shit, because as soon as he got Ash, he was like, cool, I'm going to now lock you away for years until you're useful for, to me in a, as a, in a political pawn sort of way. Mm-hmm. Oh, now they get the instruments out. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, now we get the fucking music video. They've used that shot like five times this episode of Eggman on the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, uh, the egg for... What the fuck is going on, Rick? What? <laughs> I don't remember it being so skewed. 
oh, and Dr. Robotnik is also watching it. And he's watching a video of them preparing him walking down the aisle in a costume that he's not yet worn. Rick, I don't like this. <laughs> They're clearly going for a music video vibe, but it's shit. Was she just riding a bike? She's got a bike? What? Yeah, she does. Then, is their mum dead in heaven? What the fuck was that? No, no, she's uh, she's had to abandon the children so, the, so they don't all get captured in one go. Yeah, sure, but why is she looking down from the heavens like Mufasa? <laughs> <laughs> they're, um, they're meant to, um... They're meant to meet up with her at some point and defeat Robotnik, but the season three got cancelled, so they never do. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, in every episode they have the music video. Um, and it's a different music video for every episode, pretty much. Well, it should be, because they look very low effort. No offence to the guys who worked on this. Yeah, they are, they're definitely very low effort. Fuck off. Fuck off! <laughs> this voice is more fitting for Robotnik than Winnie the Pooh. Uh, to be honest, they both work, except, you know, if you've listened to Winnie the Pooh um, in proximity to listening to uh, the previous Robotnik, then yes, it just sounds like a sinister Winnie the Pooh. But in general, I think he nails the sinister vibe, especially later on in the series when he's had a little bit more time to get used to it. I suppose. Man, do you know why um they used to wear so many layers and jackets during the olden days? Uh, is it because you could just flick a couple of flaps off aside and you'd have easy access to genitals? Uh, no, no, no. The actual answer is the lack of deodorant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I know the uh, the whole thing about collars is that um, you could oil your hair and the oil would slip down onto the collar. You just replace the collar rather than having to wash the entire clothes. It's also that, hey, guess what? If you're wearing, like, five shirts, it'll keep all the stank in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I don't like that. She's got... T she's too human-looking. <laughs> Dude, that's... Oh, I'm sure Sonic and Manic would look just as awful as well if they didn't have the gloves on. And if they had, like, human-coloured legs. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, a second ago, Sonic's arms were bare. And now they've got sleeves back on. Yeah, I think he's... He's trying to be Liberace, but he ain't. <laughs> I think he's a pro-droid-looking piece of shit. Man, Dingo is very hench. He's very hench, and he's very horrible to look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, later on, they bring up the like running gag that he's like hopelessly in love with Sonia. It's kind of sweet. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's literally like a Mortal Kombat ripoff, because he's Australian, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just Kano and Sonia, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sonia, baby. <laughs> Uh, in English, Sonic? 
Three sausages and four times the amount of chilli for one chilli dog. Uh, sir, that's illegal in five states. Yeah. <laughs> chilli dogs actually don't look that appetising, ever. <laughs> I've had one good chilli dog. And it was... Uh... A giant Venus flytrap, apparently, okay. Uh, but yeah, when uh, when they were um, trialling chilli dogs for the Weatherspoons menu, they made them with really good ingredients. Like, there was, like, chilli with steak chunks, and the um, the bread was, like, a, a nice baguette, and it was a really good chilli dog. And then when they released it properly, it was, like, really shit, <laughs> because they used brioche buns and, like, crap chilli. Yeah, but, like, it's one of those where... Like, if you're a chain, you usually use cheaper shit. Yeah, especially if you're using it, doing it in every every um, every copy of that restaurant around their country. Well, I say restaurant is spoons. Should we rehash our fucking Nando's discussion? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Nando's is a million times better quality than spoons. I worked in a spoons. <laughs> well, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, if they if they'd let someone like me, a terminal nerd. Work in your kitchen, then uh, that's the that's the amount of quality that you're dealing with. Man, did I ever tell you how my dad got fired from a bakery? I don't think you did. He, uh, it's a story that used to get brought up all the goddamn time, and I still laugh. Uh, he was a delivery boy, basically. He delivered bread and shit to customers. Uh, one day they didn't have enough staff, and he got told, "Listen, go fill up the the donuts with jam." Oh. He. Filled every single donut to the brim with. He put too much jam in the donuts, basically. <laughs> so for the one day where he was doing that, all of the de- all the donuts had an ex an excess amount of jam, just as you want in a jam donut. But it was too it was too much, and he only was like, "No, you, you gotta go." Man, man, for giving the customers what they want and what they probably deserve for what they're paying. Yeah, I don't know, man. I bet you back in the time they were still using fucking old money. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness it's only a trap. Man, I've not been really paying attention too much attention to the plot for the last five minutes. I'm, I'm t- nah, it's... As, as Sonic series go, it's not one of the good ones. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Sonic X. Yeah. Like, but even then, the, the early episodes are really weird. Yeah, and shit, but you know. Yeah, because they're, uh, they're predominantly... Okay, so yeah, we've seen it a couple of times now, but yeah, he's got he's got a fucking remote control for his minion who that can turn him into random other shit. Why do they keep doing that? Because his base form looks more than competent to get most of the jobs done. It's basically, I guess it's like what if you what if your minion was a moon druid, but you had to have the uh, the master press a button to do it. Oh yes, D and D references. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how come Sonic's got two siblings and he's the only one with a superpower? Uh, I think because he's the only one that trained in running. That's, that's a fucking, that's a cop-out answer if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I think I think Manic trained in thievery and Sonia trained in uh, being Princess Leia.
Look at those teeth. I don't think anyone should ever call Robotnik Daddy in any context. No, no. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. Uh, you know how I've, I've got onto Act 2 for Disguise 6 now? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I fucking loved the bit where um, they go back to Marjolin's world. Mm. And uh, they're trying to catch the witch that's running away. And Missador just goes, oh, little girl, I have money. Come here. Yeah, and someone goes, that sounds like you're in the middle of committing a crime. Yeah, it's, it's Melodia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also liked as well in Melodia's world where Priori changed her name from uh, Prison Princess to Prison Bitch because I was so not expecting it from her. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and it was beeped, but it still they still wrote it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it still made me go, what the fuck? Priori, you sweet summer child. And like she's the only one that you can that it can come out of as well because anyone else it'd be mean spirited but for Peori it's it's uh, she, you take it in the stride when she says something that's a bit of a non sequitur. Eh? It, it it's nice being in Act Two. It is because it was one of those things where at the end of Act One they play the credits and I'm like, no one's gonna believe this right because everything's been in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's not talk about disguise spoilers, but you know. I knew there was going to be a post-game. I didn't know that it was going to be chapters long. I, 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 by the way, they also didn't trick me for one second when they were accusing Overlord Ivar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect the twist, though, of who it actually was. They did no, get me there. maybe not. Maybe Well, kind of, because they did it in Disguise 3. Yeah, but I didn't finish that game. Okay. Wait, did I? No, I did finish that game. I just don't remember anything because I hated it. <laughs> the butler's the villain and he turns into the superhero at the end. Oh, uh, okay. I just remember Salvatore and really liking her design. Yeah, Salvatore the Magnificent, yeah. I like how they reuse the Salvatore design, like, for other things. Like, even the uh, the new... Um... The new psychic class is basically a male Salvatorian shorts. <laughs> and even one of the uh, even one of the personalities for it is uh, Edgelord. <laughs> oh, why'd he do that? I really wanted Sonic to just kick him in the bollocks. Well, they kicked him in the ass, but you know, through the through the veneer of a rug. <laughs> Sonic is naked as fuck right now. Uh, yeah, but he's always kind of naked. Well, normally. Dude, I don't know why I find it weird to see Sonic with flesh-coloured arms. They got a robot horse? What? When? That's for the Queen, I think. Yeah, they're, they're, they're clearly not real human at the moment. Like, that's clearly like parts, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's a probably a bomb. <laughs> Rejecting being called an idiot by saying, "No, I'm the conniving one. The other guy's the idiot." Mm. I'm gonna guess it was the prince, the blonde dude. Yeah, it was it was probably the actual mother. Oh, okay. 
she keeps showing up as a shadow throughout the entire series and like never meets them. It's just it's like it's a repetitive like a repeating joke cocktease. Man, this is another fucking trope that I can't stand when the evil guy treats his underlings like uh shit in the sense that he keeps throwing them in dungeons. I'm gonna tab out because it's just the credits. Where where it's just like, oh you guys failed once, you're now going into dungeons. Cool. Why would those people ever work for you again? Well, it's because well, in, in Sleet's in, in Sleet's instance it's because he's a career asshole. Uh and for Dingo it's because he works for Sleet. <laughs> Yeah, but you think Dingo would have a moment of uh, Darth Vaderness of going, yeah, this is a shit deal, I'm going to fucking become my own boss now. I think that was meant to be the plot for uh, Season 3. Maybe, man, maybe. Uh, I really couldn't say. If you worked, if you got through the um, through the credits, one of the last things that uh, was on there is that it's um, Studio Tex Avery. Should that mean anything to me? I think he was a contemporary of Walt Disney, but he was nowhere near as famous. But yeah, you got he, he, he did cartoons and none of them were quite as good. I think he might have done Woody Woodpecker. That's quite iconic at the very least. Yeah, I think that was, I think that was basically one of the better ones that he did that people know about and everything else is just like less famous. And yeah, there was Tex Avery... Deke, and it was uh, apparently distributed by Buena, Vin- Buena Vista International, so it was like a, a triple threat of Dick that did the old Sonic, Tex Avery, who's another person from animation, and Disney doing the distribution. Uh, he was crucial in the creation and evolution of famous animated characters, basically Looney Tunes. Yeah. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, and Elmer Fudd. He also directed several Tom and Jerry cartoons and created Droopy, Screwy Squirrel, The Wolf, Red, Rot- Red Hot Riding Hood, and George and Junior. I'm not familiar with those last two. As an employee, he did some influential things. When he started his own studio, the things that he did weren't quite as influential, and I think the... Uh... I don't know, man, Droopy. Okay, okay. I forgot about Droopy. I forgot that he was the one that was in charge of Droopy. So, yeah, there we are. Yeah, Avery's attitude towards animation was the opposite of Walt Disney's and other conventional family cartoons at the time. Uh, they were known for their sarcastic, ironic, absurdist, irreverent, and sometimes sexual tone in nature, giggly. Uh, Avery's cartoons focused on sight gags, surrealist humour, rapid pacing, racial stereotypes, meh, and violent humour with wacky characters that broke the fourth wall. There was a lot of slapstick. There was slapstick within the slapstick. Uh, for what it's worth, it may have been his uh, animation studio, but he w- would have been long dead by the time this came out. To the point that I think it was actually the French branch of it that did it, to the point that I know that it was like predominantly made in France uh, in terms of the animation. I think it's pretty cool. It- it's nice when things are not just made in Korea and China, because that seems to be nearly everything these days. Yeah, man, I get you, I get you. Like, It's, it's kind of like uh, Obelisk and Asterix in in that sense, although I think that's Dutch. Um, what is it Belgian? I think it's I think it's I think it's written in Belgium. It's uh, popular in France because it's also written in French. Yeah, I get you. I, I, all I know is that Asterix and Obelix is still relevant today in countries that aren't ours. Mm, mm, mm. I remember they even did a Britain special where they revealed as to how Britain took up tea, and it's because Asterix and Obelix went to Britain when it was still Celtic Britain and showed them how to make a super special potion to defeat the Romans, and it uh, it involved making. Uh, boiling a bunch of uh, herbs in water. <laughs> yeah, that kind of breaks the mould a bit, considering China, but we'll, we'll ignore that, shall we? And also the fact that we didn't defeat the Romans. We got completely conquered by them. <laughs> it's, it's one of those weird things where we got beaten by them, we were ruled by them, but we were such an unruly and untamable nation that they we are, we are one of those countries where they had to permanently retain a garrison because we we kept rebelling so much <laughs> yeah they had they even had like hadrian's wall because like they, they even couldn't take over scotland because they were too hard <laughs>
Let's not talk about the fucking Scots. Now, uh, you got to remember, the only re- the re- main reason why Romans left England alone is because their empire started collapsing. They were like, fuck this shit, oh, we've got bigger problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then again, if it weren't for the Romans, we wouldn't have the M1. I don't think that's strictly accurate. The M1 wouldn't be where it is if it weren't for the Romans having that uh, that as a corridor of transit. Okay, that's, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Fucking tells you how much we enjoyed that episode. We're talking about Asterix and Obelisk. <laughs> Not obelisk, obelisk even. Man, I remember me and my buddy James changing the subject ever so slightly because we're kind of on romance. Mm-hmm. Me, me, me and James are both archers. We both practice archery. Yeah, you do. And he asked he asked me one day, he said, you've got absolutely nothing on you and you're living in the woods and you come across a, uh, a Roman phalanx or rather the, the turtle formation. I forget the official name, but we always called it the turtle in school. He said, how do you defeat it on your own? And I went, I've got to be honest with you, bro. That seems pretty fucking impossible. Yeah, it is pretty impossible. If you've got nothing with you, it's, it's, it's designed to be impossible if you've got nothing with you. And if you've got something with you, it's designed to be very hard. Like, that's the whole point. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the turtle formation, which is difficult to beat with equipment by even a uh, an equal number of guys. Like, I think the only way to defeat them with modern equipment as a single person is to set a trap. If you had modern equipment, a gun would probably do the trick. <laughs> probably, but it depends. Dude, AP rounds. Yeah, but like not all guns are AP. Like if if you got a piddly little pop gun pistol. I clearly didn't mean a piddly pop gun pistol. I meant like a fucking Magnum or some shit. Sure. Like, come on, bro. I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm, I know I might act like it. Like e- even then, if it doesn't, even if it doesn't penetrate the uh, the one shield that you hit, it's probably going to uh, break the fist of the guy holding it just from the sheer colossal amount of uh, force that's hitting that's hitting it. Because uh, those shields are actually pretty well uh, designed for deflecting blows. If you don't hit something head-on it's going through a lot of metal yeah 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 yeah. also like we'd finally have a use for those fucking fully automatic weapons that america refuses to ban yeah 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 yeah. oh is that too political we, fi- we finally have a use for fully automatic weapons defeating a phalanx <laughs> <laughs> let's upgrade it to modern standards all right here's a tank formation have at it lads <laughs> oh Jesus I still can't believe the fucking just. do you remember the justification because it was a meme for quite a bit of uh, hey why do you need a fully automatic fucking rifle and it's like well let's say for example my child is playing in the front garden and a herd of wild boar starts charging from the forest I'm going to need that fully automatic weapon to protect my child move <laughs> even without taking that as the obvious fucking solution right in what world is that a realistic possibility yeah especially if you live in the middle of the fucking city oh there's uh, let's not make this a fucking pedestal for our anti-gun rants because you know we're crazy Brits we don't know what we're talking we've only you know not had a school shooting since that one in Scotland and uh, and we're the reason that they have guns to begin with because apparently we might come back at any time it's one of those things where I can't remember if it's Seth Rogen or Seth Rogen the, the high guy who has a podcast uh, is that Joe Rogan Joe Rogan I knew I was getting the name wrong but I couldn't tell where I was going wrong whether it was the Seth or the Rogan part <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if it was Joe Rogan or Bill Burr. It was one of those two where they said, uh, the right to bear arms is a great one. Back when they had fucking muskets that could fire one shot every three minutes. Mm, mm. Like, fuck, man. It was it was probably actually both of them on the same podcast. Like, it's the kind of thing where... Oh, no, no, this was a comedy show. Uh, this was definitely a gag in, in a show. It wasn't on the podcast. Fair enough. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Because, like, for example, let's just take a bog-standard pistol. And I'm only taking this info from video games because I've never held a gun in my life. Probably never will. That's nine bullets. That's nine shots you can do in less than half a minute yeah 
Could you imagine if one of the founding fathers had that in their hand? They'd be like, oh boy, this is a bit dangerous, ain't it? It's close to the difference between Stick of Dynamite and Nuke. Yeah, a little bit. Right, that's a bit of a, a bit of a tangent we went on. What did you think of the episode? It wasn't a very strong episode. It wasn't a very strong series. I remember watching it when it was new because it was the only new Sonic that there was. And me being a, well, I wasn't even a poo-babby by that point. I was already an old and jaded mid-teen. I watched it because it was all there was. Yes, but on the silver lining, Rix, Sonic wasn't 3D yet. Not yet, but he was on the way to becoming it. I think we talked about it on the um, on the movie podcast, but uh, this was the first time that Knuckles appeared uh, in this show. And it's uh, he appears in like season two. He's like a two-parter. Yeah, but does he have a hat? Uh, not in this one, as far as I'm aware. And you see, that's a downgrade in my opinion. He has a granddad, though. And I believe it's the first time something is taken from the Archie comics and made back into an animated form because normally it's the other way around the Archie comics were basically they didn't know which one of the two Sonics that we've already done was going to be popular whether it was going to be the uh, the gag one or the one with the story they started making a pastiche of the two and then realized oh okay if we're doing a comic we probably want to adapt the one that has a story so they uh, abandoned the gags for the most part I get you man as far as I'm aware the Archie comics are still going strong aren't they not really but kind of so they Archie lost the license oh they don't still exist never mind okay so Archie lost the license but most of the team moved over to IDW which are the same ones that did the My Little Pony comics which I've seen the artwork of some of the covers they look pretty interesting well at least artistically they look good I have them and have never read them why? I don't know I, th- I think I bought them intending to read them and then never did and then like there was uh, th- they're just like on shelves awaiting interest I'm criticising but like I've got like four mangas to read and about a dozen graphic novels not to mention I've got the Witcher series and I want to finish Lord of the Rings one day. Totally. So this is exactly the same thing. That We do it with Steam sales as well, but nerds buy things intending to have nerd time with it and then set it aside for a rainy day and apparently even a global pandemic is not rainy enough. I've worked through the pandemic, Rick. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I had a few months off at the beginning because of my dad being high risk, but... Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I'll shit on my job, but I think that's the one thing where universally I think most people can agree that was a pretty good move on their part or a decent move, I should say. Yeah, it's something that the the alternative people would never have forgiven them for. I don't know, man. A lot of places gave people like a, a couple of weeks off because that's how long the lockdown was originally meant to last. But that's that's also the thing of a lot of businesses just completely shut down for that amount of time. But also, it, this was before the lockdown where certain businesses just laid people off. And it was before furlough was announced. So it was a case of this business knows they're going to lose money. So rather than keeping people on and, you know, letting them remain employed and hemorrhaging money, just to keep people, you know, living. Let's just lay them off because that's that's the nice humane thing to do. And then like two days later, furlough was announced and they turned out to look like even bigger shit heels. And this is the uh, the company that owns Cineworld that I'm talking about, by the, by the way, right now. Uh, bear in mind, guys, if you ever want to know where to take your business, there is a website that someone created at the beginning of the pandemic. And I'll give them all the credit in the world. The website is called Did They Help? Mm. And it's just lists, uh, it lists all the companies, what they did and what they didn't do during the pandemic. So if you want to see which ones decided to be really shitty during the pandemic, you know, I'm actually going to check to see if that website still exists. Uh, fill the air for me, mate. That's a, it's a very good website to know that exists, though, because it's, it's, it's very good to know how to vote with your wallet, even if it's just on a single, individual, personal level. So I will always take that that amount of evidence slightly with a pinch of salt but also under very careful advisement that it's, it's something that you really want to you want to know you want to you want to be able to i've run out of words it's all good because i've got the, the website is still up it's called didtheyhelp.com mm-hmm. 
here's the fun fact. It's actually expanded since I last checked it. Okay. They've got a coronavirus section, they've got a Black Lives Matter section, and an LGBTQ section. So you can search certain things. And you can also narrow down by country. So I've clicked on COVID-19 UK. Pepsi is a rating of green free, so they uh, they were heroes, as it were. What did they do? They helped. They provided enhanced benefits to all US employees. They added additional compensation to US frontline during the pandemic. They also committed more than $45 million to combat the, the, the impacts of COVID-19. 7.7 million of it in Europe alone. Hmm. So Pepsi help. On the flip side, here's a company I think everyone thinks of. British Airways, minus two, they're in the red. <laughs> what did they do? No. Instead of usual cash refunds online, they've been automatically directed to an application page for a future travel voucher. So instead of giving refunds for all of the people who booked holidays before they knew the pandemic was a thing, they went, no, you can have a voucher and take another flight another time, which, you know, it's been nearly two years. We're keeping your money. We're investing it. We're doing what we want with it. Probably going to put an expiration date on this on this voucher as well, because that's what vouchers work like. They also carried out a fire and rehire. So they, they cut they cut 12,000 jobs and senior crew were told they'd only get 8% of their basic pay. Which, I don't know how airlines work, but it seems like one of those uh, those businesses where most people's income is based off of bonuses as opposed to their baseline. Actually, I don't know, because it's, it's a weird one. Well, we can debate that. For, either way, it's a shitty thing to do. It's absolutely a shitty thing to do. Any fire and rehire system is always shitty. I don't think it's ever a good thing. I think the only reason they had senior people on 80% of their pay instead of firing and rehiring those is because they're like oh these are senior they're good at their, they're, well they're not necessarily good at their jobs but they've done their jobs for a long time they might go to a competitor if we fire them so we can't and the really senior ones tend to be like your uh, your big old officers yeah the CEO I hate Airways so fucking much during this pandemic because all of them all of them did the same thing and that was we need money please help yeah it's like we've not traded for two weeks we need money otherwise the business will go up and it's just like no fuck you're a fucking airline one of the if not the literal most profitable fucking business ever Mm -hmm. people have no choice they can't take a fucking boat and the worst thing is they still kept flying and part of the reason for that is if you don't fly you lose your spot in the airports that you operate in well you'd think they'd make a fucking you know acceptance during a world fucking pandemic yeah but apparently not because if someone decided to do the right thing and stop flying during that then so- then another airline company would uh, jump on the precedent of uh, oh well I'll take their parking space as it were I don't want to bang on about the pandemic for too long but for fuck's sake one of the things I hate the most about this country and this leadership specifically is we're an island nation we could have easily avoided many many deaths if we'd have just fucking locked down properly straight away and there's I've, I've, I've argued with people online about this and it does my fucking head in they're like well there's no proof that works and I'm like fuck off is there not New Zealand motherfucker the only difference is that they've got a bit more distance to the next uh, the next person but even then yeah but even so like the only like obviously we'd need supply lines but that's done by fucking ferry anyway just make sure the fucking drivers are all you don't even have to test drivers of fucking shipping yeah Jesus Christ but no we had to have the fucking PR man in charge of our country during a global fucking pandemic like I didn't like Theresa May but I've said it before and I'll say it again I bet she would have done a better job than Bojo man when you started saying Bojo I thought you were going to talk about Bojack Horseman <laughs> man we need you to watch that series yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, I'm I'm midway through season one yeah you told me that the reason you stopped was because you heard of a uh, you got spoiled on a character development that, that makes me sad and apparently they're not even that big of a character 
They're really not. From the episodes that I've watched, tugs up my heartstrings. So it makes me sad. Hey, guess what? The whole show is sad. Yeah. It's really weird because someone did the best fucking comparison ever. It's like season one, episode one. Ha ha ha. The Navy SEAL is a SEAL. Final episode. I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> it's good, but it's it's depressing. If, you're, if you've got a depressive personality, you probably shouldn't watch BoJack Horseman. <laughs> they tackle the subject of toxic positivity quite well. Okay. Which is something not a lot of places touch upon. Like, there's a character that you've met, I'm sure, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah. He is the very definition of toxic positivity. Yeah, I, I've seen a couple of uh, rundowns of his character, like how he he hears what people say but never listens. Pretty true. But I, I love as well the way they get away with it from being too serious is the fact he is a dog. Yeah, and, and more than that, he's a golden retriever. The happiest of dogs. Like to the point that his tongue is normally out. <laughs> I think it's out more often than it's not. <laughs> Before we wrap up the podcast, I do, of course, want to finish up strong with uh, a segment I introduced last mainstream episode, and we continued on our bonus episode. Uh, Rick, do you know what this section is? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I've forgotten because I'm stupid. We didn't actually name it, but it's a section where we uh, we have a little brief look at a little bit of fan fiction that's available in the wild. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We should probably come up with a name, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I've forgotten this already. We did it two days ago, Rick. I know. <laughs> a spoiler alert, guys. We've recorded this on the day the Monsters, Inc. bonus episode went up. So it's, oh, it's all fresh. <laughs> Dude, like, I, I've slept since then. <laughs> like, I know we've done the fan fiction, but I, I, I forgot that it was at the end of the episode. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, I'm going to keep it light this week. We're only going to look at one. I've already filtered it so we only get explicit because they're usually funnier. <laughs> Have you uh, filtered specifically for the Sonic Underground ones? I've done Sonic the Hedgehog all media types because I can't be asked to get that specific. I don't even know if they've got specific. There probably will be. There probably will be because Sonia, you know, has the titty. And their mum is a MILF. Yeah, she is. Give me a second, man. I'll see if they've got a tag for it. Uh, let's see here. There's 10 matches for Sonic. Sonic the comic. Hell, all media, Archie Comics, IDW Comics, Animated Series, Sonic Underground. Here we go. There's only 106 results. Ah, that's still pretty good, though. It's it's a surprise, to be sure, my friend. But a welcome one. Are you ready, Rick? <laughs> my body is ready. The very top result, it was the 23rd of May, so it's quite old, for explicit, uh, of Peace and War. That's a very original title. Well done. Oh, it's got two authors, apparently. And remember, we're, n- we're not taking the piss out of the, the authors or their works. We're just uh, we're just having a giggle at the ridiculousness of fanfiction in general. And if uh, if anybody wants us to take this section down, we, we will absolutely comply. We're, we're not here to laugh at you. We're laughing with you absolutely absolutely it's probably a good idea to actually put that warning at the beginning instead of the end yep 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 here we go this is sonic the hedgehog all media types it includes archie comics and sonic boom it's also part four of a series called munden eternum i think i'm pronouncing that properly i don't know of peace and war after the blaze incident time is taken to reinforce the strength of the city but can our hero survive when war threats come from the last stronghold of humanity and from the army of the dead only time can tell so they've got the undead they've not only got the human army coming they've got an undead army coming and it's in the aftermath of what i assume to be blaze the cat having a rampage or being dead well yeah <laughs> for what it's worth like this has got nearly 100k words and it's 29 chapters long so it's not a, it's not light reading that's an actual novel <laughs> i think it's like you need 60k words to be classed as a novel yeah yeah i think it's 40k for nanorimo which i've never taken part in because i'm a kid 40k sounds right i've never taken part either but i kind of want to but it seems like too much effort <laughs> both <laughs> it's i've never taken part and also kind of want to do it at some point but also it is uh, it is a lot of effort 
Dude, I'll do it if you do. Like, I'll just put that out there. It, the, the, the pairings, let's see. The pairings are Metal Sonic slash Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. <laughs> Miles, Tails, Prower, and Silver the Hedgehog. Okay. Mephiles the Dark. Don't know who the fuck that is. Slash Shadow the Hedgehog. Okay, so Mephiles the Dark looks like Shadow the Hedgehog, and he's just a demon that takes Shadow's form. Oh, okay then. Antoine de Coulette slash Bunny Rabot. Oh, that one's semi-canon at least. Is it? It's meant to be canon by the end of the Archie series. Okay. So it's it's Archie canon. Fair enough. And last but not least, we've got Scourge the Hedgehog slash Zonic the Zone Cop. <laughs> I'm not familiar with either of those names. Can you help me? Okay. So Scourge the Hedgehog is evil Sonic, but he gets dropped into a vat of Joker chemicals and turns green. Okay. So he's from he's from the uh, an alternate dimension where all the good guys are baddies and the uh, and Doctor Robotnik is still Professor Kinderbor and is the only good person in the universe. Right, he's our man, got it. Yeah, and Zonic the Zone Cop is the version of Sonic from the fourth dimension that's a parallel world to all worlds, except except instead of being a parallel world, it's a perpendicular world, because all the other worlds are parallel and the perpendicular world runs through all of them. And whenever he shows up, he's always fucking sideways. <laughs> he stands on the side of the comic panel. Your description's are making my brain hurt, bro. <laughs> so if all worlds are parallel, they even show a picture of it, like all worlds are par- parallel, I'm from the perpendicular world, and he stands on the side of every comic panel that he shows up in. Decent gag, but too much effort. Yeah, it gets old real quick. It's at the end of the, his first appearance when he takes his hat off and he shows up that he's another Sonic. Fair enough, man. Do you want to listen to some of these tags? Sure. We've got radiation-induced magic. Okay. We have got graphic description of corpses. Well, I'd hope so with an army of the undead. Uh, we've got disembowelment. I'd hope so with an army of the undead. A lot of public sexual acts. Human sacrifice. Okay. <laughs> References to depression, which, okay, fair enough. You're in an apocalyptic world, I guess. And there's been human sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Reality is a simulation, so apparently none of this is real, which, yeah, no shit. Dubious consent, brainwashing, sec- Ooh, not gonna talk about that one. Mutilation, implied self-cess, which I'm gonna guess is Mephiles and Shadow shit. Well, Mephiles and Shadow and uh, Sonic and Sonic. Oh, uh, uh, no, teeth pulling. Oh, no. Oh, I'm done. Well, that was our dive into the often disappointing world of Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction. <laughs> That's a fucking title, isn't it? Yeah. Often disappointing world of Sonic the Hedgehog fanfiction. Oh, it's strong. Oh, and it's the last thing we're going to say. If you've made it this far, I think we've just smashed our uh, previous longest episode by quite a margin. Which which is saying something, considering this is only a 22-minute episode that we've reviewed. To be fair, it is mostly because we had two weeks of catching up to do. (laughs) Yeah, and a a, um, tearful yet smiling farewell to our beloved Coco. Well, your beloved Coco. Uh, I enjoy her as much as the next man but I'm, I'm not as into the VTuber crowd as you my beloved Coco plus the couple of clips that I've sent you yeah I do like the way she says motherfucker anyway if you've reached this <laughs> finale of our episode you are our favourite person and all that's left to say really is goodbye hopefully you'll join us again for next week which I don't mind spoiling for you it's gonna be the finale of Loki yeah yeah it is so I've got to I've got to catch up before that and I, I suggest that all of you that want to watch along with us also do so too and so good afternoon good evening and good night <laughs>